0: Guys, this is Barry Edgman with Father Seekers, and welcome to Teach Me to Father podcast. I have some of my favorite guys today with me, some of the young young guys, young smart guys that surround me, and I'm, I have a privilege of of being in their lives and them or they in my lives. Uh, this podcast, this podcast is for fatherless fathers. And we are together learning how to be great dads. It's not far-fetched to be able to be a great dad, even if you didn't have one. There's a way to do it, and that's what we talk about on this show. Teach me to father. Hey, and welcome. And guys, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Like If you've been listening to the podcast at all, you, you will recognize these names because they've been on the last couple of three weeks with us. And the stories... The stories that they have are absolutely amazing. Matter of fact, guys, I've got a lot of pushback and kickback in and information about all your stories. Yeah, it's really good news. It's good stuff. And I think, I think one of the things about men, especially guys who are searching for identity, true, true identity, I think when they hear a story about a guy coming back from, from the deepest darkest place you could ever be and and most of us came from some of those places. I, I feel like that it's such an encouragement and it gives it gives guys hope that there is a pathway out. It may not be easy it's not It's always simple but simple is always hard but just telling stories help other people. So let me let me go around the circle Jermaine Nunn he started he he was the he was the first, Guy on the podcast when we launched Teach Me to Father. How are you doing, Jermaine? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Are you out of trouble, staying out of trouble? Yes, staying out of trouble. <laughs> All right. Listen, I was I was in a store last night. I believe I sent you a picture yeah. of one of your favorite foods. Yeah. 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 I almost bought it for you, but I thought, no, that's going to mess his diet up. It was the world's <laughs> largest it was the world's largest cinnamon bun with an inch of frosting on top of it. It looked like a cake. And I said, that is Jermaine Nunn right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. And then my friend Dallas Cox, he's the location pastor here at Life Church. How are you doing? P-D. I'm doing good. Your, 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 your initials PD now are.
1: Yes, they are. There you go. Hey, does the world know why you can't get Jermaine that, at cinnamon bun right now? cuz there's a there's a bet going on right now. Yeah. There's oh, like a, a the bet? The bet? Yeah. yeah. There is a bet.
2: What's yeah. a be, what's the bet? Oh, the oh, bet. Oh, was I not supposed to speak until no, no, <laughs> Oh, no. No, no. no. Be no, quiet. Is, you have This is
0: round robin. This is round.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> so what's the bet Jermaine? The bet is I got to get um Louis about 50 pounds and if if so You know, Barry is going to take me suit shopping. Yeah. Three-piece. Yeah. Three-piece suit. Three-piece suit. Yeah. 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 Men's warehouse. Yeah. Men's warehouse. Shoes included.
0: included. Uh, Five ties. Five shirts, five ties. Yes. One of Jermaine's favorite say. I steal it and say it all the time, (laughs) act like it's mine. He said, he said, the devil's got the same suit, but he just got five different ties.
1: Yes. (laughs) I I don't, I don't know if this is going to matter much, but uh,
0: hey, go to Express for those. Express? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell you. The broad ties are coming back. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. forget these little skinny jean yeah. tight. I'll, I'll ties, tell you. I have a, I
2: have a couple suits that are that are custom that are made from various stores. Yeah, uh, various like suit shops. Yeah, okay. But my favorite one was pieced together off the off the rack. And I know I'm gonna say you you bought a suit off the rack and it, it's no, you, you, can do you, you, you Your nose is up in disgust a little bit, yeah. but I will yeah. tell you what, my express suit. It, it's it's
0: still, it's great. It's great. But it's look, great. Keith, you're the only skinny jeans guy in the world. So
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, well, Jermaine loses 50 pounds. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, the, so the bet is, you get to 250. Yes. And and, and 250 by what? Oh, it's the end of this year. Actually, well, actually well, it it, yeah, it actually, was December. Actually, it's my birthday, December 14th. Mm, so save up everybody. Mongo. Yeah. I better go. Yeah. All right. And, and Uh, Pastor Dallas is, he's the, he's the location guy here. Basically what that means is if, if you need to ask a question, you just call him and he's always got the answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're going to find that uh, out uh, when you take me on.
0: (laughs) And then, and then last but not least, uh, uh, Pastor Keith Archiquet, who is a man of many talents, uh, probably, one of the one of the talents he has that I'm I'm most fond of and and envy is the ability to ride a motorcycle fast. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think you've started a trend here, by the way. I have. You have.
2: I am not even going to, I'm not even going to be modest about it or humble don't, about that. Don't. There are so many dudes that are buying motorcycles and want to go motorcycle riding with me now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a group. That's a I, whole group
2: of guys, man. We're, we're, we're teetering on a gang at this point. Yes. So yeah. we
1: need to get a church bike rack. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> no. no, for these, bi- uh, these uh, bikes. You don't, you don't rack yeah. these bikes. Yeah. You gotta, we've, you we, we we could even demark some parking lot space out there. I know a guy who's in charge of all that. <laughs> 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 right up. Yeah. And, and some of the guys that are buying motorcycles, I've seen them around town since they got your advice on what to buy and when to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the guru. You're the motorcycle, <laughs> motorsport guru here. Well, I, every, I think everyone should have a, have
2: a, a hobby. Right. Yeah. And some and some men do a lot of different hobbies. Uh, yeah. mine I, I like I, I really like motorcycles. I, I the story behind it is I, I got into a, a a Packer hangover and that's that's normal in NFL towns where mm-hmm. the second the Super Bowl ends, yeah. you get this like yeah. maybe this mild depression. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I got that really bad back in oh gosh, maybe two thousand five, two thousand six. And I was I was pretty young then, but I was like, I wonder if there's other sports that are going on like, you know, to fill that void. I know I'm substituting my, my addictive personality traits for another sport, yes. but I found this sport MotoGP is motorcycle racing. And mm. I fell in love with the sport and it, and it happens in the off season of football, mm. right? They, well, mm. they, they cross over, uh, you know, in the fall a little bit, but I, I just fell in love with the sport. And then I fell in love with motorcycles and mm. then learning how to, Fix them, learning different models, learning, Mm. learning gear, learning. I just, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a passion of mine and I like to call it a hobby and Uh, it's a very
0: positive hobby of mine. I think, I think we need to work something out where, where Dallas does some sort of message. Mm-hmm. about gangs it. and you guys all ride in at the same time and ride up on the stage. I saw a guy, a pastor, ride his Harley the We have, we have, we up have on one of the, the guys in,
2: that we go for a ride. He's making sweatshirts now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's gang started. It's getting there. It's getting, it's getting, there. It's it's getting um, there. Leather jackets. Leather jackets. Uh, I can hear the emails right on. now. Yeah. The 920 boys or whatever. <laughs> well, this is,
2: so this is taking a tragic left we, turn. If you guys, no, have, if you guys have stopped no, listening at this point, we no, fully understand. <laughs> no.
0: Some, I've, I've been. Some people have been saying, "Hey, uh, you guys, when you get on there and start goofing off, it's really refreshing." So I, I think, uh, just for a second, I think most guys, when they get together, they lose the the art, the gift of having fun together. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Jermaine and I have we have a we have a thing we do. And we go to all the little diner dives in the city. And we can tell you what's not good right now. Right now, we can spit out three or four that I would not recommend you ever go there.
2: Question. Okay, I'm going to call you on that. Uh Uh-oh. So you obviously probably went to the Blackstone, right? Because that's like one of the oldest... We, we haven't been to the oh, Blackstone. That's like one the of the, like one of the oldest ones in Green Bay. Yeah. But there's always so much mischief that happens. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go
0: at the Blackstone at night from what I gather from yeah. Green, <laughs> but from Green Bay Crime Reports. Yeah. That's not the place you want to be yeah. there's when the couple, sun goes there's down. There's a couple of other places. You know, we're, these people are not paying us advertisement <laughs> and we may get sued for mentioning them. But there's another one similar to that. That I, I probably, I'll just tell you, I, just the name alone is like, oh my God. What's that? I, can't. <laughs> okay. I don't have the money to get sued right yeah. now, Keith, but uh, well, I'll, just, I'll, 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 just, say, I'll just say there's there's something about sardines in their name. That's all I'm okay. going to say.
2: When yeah. I was in the music industry, I was told this by a, 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 a manager of bands. He says, you actually want to get sued. Mm. And you're like, well, that would be a bad idea. He's like, nah, it's a Puff Daddy thing. Right so at the time people were uh, Puff Daddy was under heat yes. for for uh, for sampling songs and he's like I'll tell you what you sample one song you do one thing where you get sued by a bigger artist all of a sudden people know who you are Okay so mm. you talked about he that He goes you haven't made it until so, you're sued so, by
0: one person once Right So so I, I was never sued the, but
2: you know I, the, I, I think it bears fruit
0: Yeah here's the, here's the thing way back in the day way back in the day you guys remember a group called Millie Vanilli yep. yeah, yeah. for sure all right. Yes and they got busted yeah. For for lip syncing music. Yes. You remember that? Oh yeah. Well now now there's an app so that anybody can lip sync music and nobody does nothing about it.
2: Well that was that was back when when musicians were still playing like live like note for note. Mm-hmm. Right. They wouldn't even have uh backup like instrumentation backstage so when that happened that was so like well, you guys are uh. but the funny thing is now like almost every artist does it they oh, have yeah. either a backing track going they have it they have band members off stage on the side stage playing the filler notes
0: hmm. or they're just straight up not playing at all yeah. or you got a tuner you got an engineer that's a tuner now and he's yeah a little tuner thing all right so let's dive in so i'm a movie guy i think most of us like movies here uh I think one of the ones I just watched is is uh very pressing on my mind. I just I can't lose it. Um but it it's called the the name of the movie is The Last Full Measure. It's probably one we need to watch yeah. like sometime. Um but The Last Full Measure and it's about this guy who was uh a PJ, uh an Air Force PJ. Um and, and in Vietnam, uh, he he somehow ended up on on an army helicopter, and uh, by 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 way of mission, anyway they they were going in to pull these guys out who were under fire by uh, by the Vietnamese, and and in this thing the medic got got shot terribly shot so he he roped out they pulled him out dropped him in a basket pulled him up if you ever seen movies you know how that works but this guy this guy uh, he 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 ropes down his name is pitzenberger uh, william h pitzenberger junior So he's a medic and PJs, if you know anything about them, they're like, they're like special forces guys, but they do everything. They, if a, if a plane gets shot down an air force plane, these guys go in, they go in rescue, they give medical care and then they get the person, the airman out of the place. So this guy, he shouldn't have even been there, but he was. So he roped down and he, he saved people who had been shot and injured one by one by one by one and got them up and then the Vietnamese, um, if you've ever studied war in Vietnam, you know that they, they're guerrilla warfare people and they just shrink in, shrink the space and finally they just surrounded him and and murdered him, just annihilated him. Mm -hmm. So this guy, this guy gave, gave his life for people he didn't know that he felt charged to save and protect and help as much as he could and and if you know anything about history, if you read history, which I, I love history, is that last full measure line, that phrase, came out of the Gettysburg Address when Abraham Lincoln in 1863 stood on the field, the battlefield at Gettysburg, and and he he made uh, he made this statement about those who had died on the field. Uh, And here's just part of it that those that from those honored dead, we uh, we take increased devotion to the cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion that we were highly that we highly resolve that we honor the dead and they didn't die in vain. So when we talk about when we talk about that kind of life giving measure, that kind of life giving sacrifice giving the the full measure of devotion we know as men that one day we will now whether you believe this or not go with us for a minute even if you don't believe this just just go with us but one day we believe that we will stand before Jesus and we will give an account for our lives in the mm-hmm. blink of an eye we will be here and take our last breath here and then we will go to a place, if it's not the rapture, we will go to a place and we will give accounts for our lives later on in the process of, of what heaven is like. Yeah. But the question is, the question is, if we surveyed all of our lives, if we surveyed our stories that we recently told, if we surveyed all of the things that we experienced and all the things that we look back on and all of the things that that we have come through and come out of and we look back without regret, but we look back memorializing where, where Jesus, uh, he interrupted our lives. And we look back at those and we begin to make monuments and remembrances at those places we've learned lessons mm-hmm. we've picked up pieces we've picked up wisdom and we've picked up ideas and concepts that we know for a fact that work with people men who have similar stories to ours and 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 as men there is this thing wired in us to give our lives up for something
1: mm-hmm.
0: is it is it to be consumed by the culture? Is it to, to find that thing that we're designed for and built for? Or do we let our circumstances encapsulate our present dictating our future? So when we talk to guys who seem like, who feel like that that they may have hope, but they don't have direction. Mm-hmm. Hope without direction is frustration hope without direction is frustration so what we are going to do today is we're going to give guys we're going to we're going to ignite their hope cause it to blaze even hotter and and broader or or ignite hope in them in general but we're going to give them direction today and we're going to just start hard and fast we're not going to soft pedal we're gonna start hard and fast. And here's the question that I wanna ask you guys, and anybody can jump in. Anybody can start and then we'll just we'll just work we'll work the conversation in from there. And and here, here's the question. If you could say anything to guys with your same or similar story. What is it that you would say the one thing? What's the one thing that you would say to guys with your similar story?
2: Well, I thought Dallas said he wanted to go first. No, I said I, I think wanted you, to go second. Think,
0: <laughs> so you broke the, <laughs> so you broke right. the silence. I,
2: so I, I'm a, I've picked up a lot of uh, sayings, like I don't want to say cliches, but I've picked up uh, words of wisdom. Over the course of my uh, twenty one years with christ one one that has always stuck with me though is uh I was told this by a wise man early on he he said, "Don't give up five minutes before your miracle mm-hmm. you know, good just don't give up we we think it's gonna get we think it's it's so dark right now um it's it's always the darkest right before the dawn breaks, you know, and you just don't give up." You're five minutes away from, from that miracle, whatever that miracle was. You know, early in my in my sobriety, and my walk with Christ, it was, you know, when I get when I would have cravings, you know, and I would, that w- would echo in my head. Don't give up now, you know. You've made it this far. That miracle's coming. You're like you're 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 so close to that miracle, and the miracle did happen for me. And by the grace of God, I don't have uh, cravings anymore whatsoever. The, the thought of using or, or a drug or drinking has completely evaporated. It's, a, it's as if it's a, 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 a skin that I shaved off like a snake would and it's behind me. Um, so yeah, I would tell people that are right in the middle of it that don't give up. I would tell people that just got out of the, out of the fire, don't give up now. You're not far enough away from that fire yet. Just don't give up.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's and I, I I love that because you what you're saying is is we have so many excuses we could use mm-hmm. and so many things that people have painted for us, but still in
0: that, even if I have the excuse. Okay, stop on that. Stop yeah. on that. Because you, you both just said something like it it, it was earth shattering for some people. Yeah. You say don't give up and you said
1: Don't allow excuses right. to come in. So
0: let's talk about Let's talk about those, let's fuse those two things. Because Mm -hmm. one of the things that early on with me, when I began to examine this fatherless thing Mm -hmm. is I would, I caught myself saying, I grew up without a dad, I grew up without a dad, I grew up without a dad. And then the narrative starts. Mm -hmm. So we just, we cop out to narrative sometimes. Correct. Yeah. So talk about how you guys unpack that because you say don't give up and that's a wonderful that's real right there. Mm-hmm. Don't give up because if you do, you'll become the thing that you desire not to become most. Yeah. Well, how what's that look like guys? Don't give up. Don't don't make
1: excuses. Well, I think and that's why I was I was saying to Keith, I think what he's saying in that is don't allow your excuses to define you. Don't allow what happened to your past to say, well, this is who I am. So therefore, I cannot walk in this path, in this direction, in this forgiveness, in this healing, in this restoration, because I have all of these reasons that are keep me from that. But I interpret you saying don't give up. And with in correlation with your story is I could have used every reason to stay in my addiction, good. in my suffering, really in my good. pain, but I didn't allow it. That's I didn't good. give up. That's good. That my miracle, my healing was like you said, 5 minutes away, and so therefore he pushed through it despite everything cuz I think there a lot of times in the world you have people who will say, you know, but this happened to me and I and I can't relate to that. But but I know that even though you that happened to you, there is still healing on the other side of that. And so that's where it's like don't allow the things that happen to you uh, the, the, the instances, the mindsets, whatever, to keep you from that restoration, that healing that, mm-hmm. that God has for you. Mm. That's good.
2: Yeah. I think that as my, my father passes away when I'm really, really young, tragically, uh, I don't know if he had his life in in order. All I know, I mean, I was five years old, so I didn't have a interpersonal relationship to mm-hmm. an extent of like, I'd really knew who the man was. Yeah. And the, the, when my memories started kicking in, he was already a person that he probably naturally isn't. Yeah, the the alcoholism took over. Uh, so I don't know if he had his affairs in order. You know, I I don't. I I have stories from here and there from different sources that even I don't even know how, how good they knew him, right? But what I did, what I do know, and I firmly believe, and I I say I do know because this is this is just how God works. Is I I'm sure he had more than ample opportunity to write. Mm-hmm. God gave him more than ample opportunity. That's good, Keith. And That's at some really point, good. the hourglass ran out. Yeah. yeah. And if you're if you're listening to this and you're up today and you're breathing and you're blinking, you have an ample opportunity to change whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it's up to you if you're going to take that. Yeah. yeah. At some point, though, I believe God says you've been given your chance. Time's up.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't want my. Uh, like 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 Barry was saying like we will account for everything we've done. I want that awkward conversation I'm going to have with Jesus really minimal.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, I, sure, I I, can't, I like...
2: want that list to be like, all right, so good good stuff, man. And yeah. Now we're turning the page. I got we got to talk about some stuff you didn't really
0: knock out of the park. Mm-hmm. I want that list to be minimal. Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <You That's> good. <laughs> good. Well, I want, yeah, that's super good. That I want I want that that uh, Paul says in Corinthians that all the work that we do in the name of the Lord as Christians will be burned, will be tested with fire. Paul says, and it'll yeah. be, it'll be all the wood, hay, and stubble will burn, yeah, but all the gold, silver, and diamonds will remain, yeah. So again, there's, there's even, even in heaven, there is a purification process to finally let you right. in the door, right? Yeah. So, so don't give up because. You know weariness. I feel like there were times in my story that that I gave up and missed. I had to hit re, uh, restart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So don't give up. And and one of the keys. What's Keith? One. Of, what is one of the one of the things that kept you from not giving up? Other than your own <laughs> your own fortitude. And in, in
2: the beginning, for real, in this. I'll tell you what, at the end, at the end of your life to f- complete the race, some things won't matter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At, early on in my, in my faith walk, I was doing it by the grit of my teeth. I was, I was prideful about it. Like I had like a chip on my shoulder, like because people told me, cause at my young age going through detox and rehab and stuff, I was, I was 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 19, 20 years old. I, I got sober when I was 19, uh, had my 20th birthday locked up and you know so the odds the, they were stacked against me the odds right and so i had uh the state of wisconsin the people that spoke into me they're like you, you you have a very slim chance of succeeding because of the person you are cuz your mm. your cockiness your arrogance your and and i i walked out of the rehab facility they gave me they gave me my my, my, my medallion for 30 days right mm. and then the, i remember the and i don't know if he did this intentionally to uh to like spark a fire under me, but he handed it to me. He goes, you have no chance of doing this. Huh. You'll be lucky if I get to see you again. Good luck wow. through his, through the chip at like th- tossed at me. He said, you didn't, you didn't your time here. You didn't take uh, seriously. Hmm. Uh, you will be lucky if you get another opportunity like this. Hmm. And I'll tell you what, when I had those cravings those first six months, I thought of bill. Yeah. And I was like, you know, screw that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this in spite of, and I would see go. bill periodically. Over the over the six months in, nine months in, year in, right? I'd never throw in his face, but I I made it known. I'm like, what's going on, Bill? Yeah. You know, like I'm still here. <laughs> did, and did, then when and then when that when that pridefulness erased itself from yes. me. But I'll tell you what, there were times where I'm sitting sweating, craving, and I'm thinking, yeah. I can't, you know, because yeah. Bill, no way I'm gonna let that dude win. Yeah. You yeah. know, so sometimes yeah. <laughs> to complete the race. You you might have to do it in spite of, but I'll tell you what—that's a hard race to run. No, it is, and you can't run that race forever. No, but there are legs in this race that you know. Maybe Mm. the first hundred meters, two hundred meters, you do it out of in spite of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what—close the you get to God, He's going to be like, "I see you running. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you how to run easier, right?" And soon this race, eh, you don't even know you're running it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. PD, what's yours? If you could say one thing to guys who have stories similar um, or like yours, what would what would the one thing you would say be? Um I would
1: say um forgiveness is necessary, but reconciliation isn't. Um so my father, as you guys heard on the podcast, I I didn't have a great relationship with my father for the first 17 years of my life um you know uh, abused um just neglected uh you know he was he was hustling he was living that hustler's lifestyle of just trying to make the, uh, another buck and and just was never around and when he was around he was angry and so uh, one of my first prayers I ever said to God was if you're real take this man out of my life and he did my my parents got a divorce he left and even my real mother, my mother who raised me, uh, said I could stay with her. And I stayed with her, gave my life to Jesus, got called into ministry, all those things. and was love and life. I had Jesus, my heavenly father, and I don't need my earthly father anymore. And I had some Mm. great moments uh, Mm -hmm. with that. I pursued my heavenly father deeper than I think I ever did because I was content on never talking or forgiving my father again. And I had all the reasons, all the excuses, all the things I could say. Yeah, I, I have I have an arsenal of reasons why I'll never walk in that forgiveness. And as I hear and learn and study and understand the the process of forgiving, because I'd read scriptures where you know it said if if you cannot forgive then God can't forgive you and I go mm. Mm, I'm not reading that right
0: that's super powerful too
1: yeah man. these disciples probably didn't go through what I went through so therefore you know Jesus would probably hear see my story and go oh okay you yeah you can walk in unforgiveness you have a reason mm. you were abused you were neglected you have a reason and then but that kept sticking with me forgiveness and forgiveness and then one of the first moments I had as a believer kind of maturing in my faith I heard God say because I forgave you and I started understanding that and being thankful for it like god you forgave me of all of my sins of all of my addictions of all of my mindsets and it wasn't easy for you mm. like you you endured uh the the pain of being tortured and and taken advantage of and scriptures where it says that they 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 blindfolded him and hit him and say, you know, prophesy who's hitting you. And I would would remember these things and go, man, you did so much so that I can be in forgiveness. And so so I understood the weight of, because I forgave you and I'm thankful for that. Oh, because I forgave you, I need you to forgive him. Now, and I knew the him because the first prayer I ever said to God, if you're real, take him out of my life, my father. Mm. And I argued with God and I said, no God, I don't want to forgive him you, you must, I mean, you're busy. You know, you got a lot of people are talking to you. You must've forgotten what my dad has done to me Mm -hmm. and what he's done, you know, um, to me and my family. And so I, but God kept saying that because I forgave you, I need you to forgive him. And there was a moment where my dad wanted to reconcile with me. He came to me and, uh, actually not to me, uh, physically, he came to my school and, and went to my principal and said, Hey, I want to Wow. reconcile with my son. Wow. I, he's been on my life for a few years. I want to reconcile. And so through my principal, who, uh, also was my basketball coach, uh, made a, a thing to where we could, you know, connect again. And so we started connecting. It was awkward. He took me out to Red Lobster. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, uh, and we, it was, an, it was, was a, that in Vegas? Oh, yeah. So Red Lobster in Vegas? Red Lobster in Vegas. It's right. just like the Red Lobster in, in Wisconsin. No, yeah. He, I'm, just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. The quality is... Hey, is, is
0: he could have he could have taken you to the casino and got one of those 5 95 prime ribs. That's telling all you. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I had was,
2: a buffet at a casino, and it was $75. Well, you Ooh. went to the wrong casino.
0: Moment. You didn't go to the old people's Pastor Dallas' wife
2: told you, me to go to sh- the Bellagio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she told me to that, go there. That's actually, yeah, that's a good buffet. Um... And so it was just awkward, but I knew that this forgiveness needed to happen. And so fast forward to my dad, um, you know, getting divorced with my mom, you know, some things, you know, lawyers are really good at digging up the past. and They dig up some stuff about my dad that said, hey, you never got prosecuted for this. So you had to go to jail. And I felt this was a prime opportunity to be obedient to God and Mm. say, I need to forgive you because God told me to forgive you. So I wrote him a letter and and sent it and said, I just, I, I forgive you for what you did. And the, the weight, because I didn't realize at the moment that forgiveness is more for us than for other people. Mm. I thought I was doing him a favor. I was doing me a favor mm. by walking in forgiveness despite of everything that I even today can still remember and still uh, have in my mind. The weight to be removed of that was, was big. But God had bigger plans for me and my father than just forgiving. He, he actually had us reconcile. And so forgiveness is forgiving. So reconciling is building, is re essentially reconciling is building back that relationship Mm. or building back trust or it's that reconciliation. And so God's way, God's way, not the old way. Correct. Yeah. And so, um, which was great. And, and, and what's the benefit of that is, I've now a man I feared I have a great relationship with. Mm. You know who I called on Father's Day and and yeah. and mm. and said I loved him and and these are things I thought I would never do again. I was mm. content being fatherless. Mm-hmm. I was okay with it. Because, so so
0: talk about that. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Um I'm I'm reading a lot and studying a lot and sp- speaking some to s- some some guys about being orphans. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it funny how it's easier to be an orphan than to be a son who then can be a good father? Mm-hmm. Because you can't be you can't be a good father until first you're a son. Yeah, that's that's that's,
1: the, that's, that's a quandary. That's what was my contentment was because I, I go, I got my heavenly father. I'm mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And and I can, I do believe that God had some moments of wisdom and direction, but one of them was reconciliation and understanding
0: the freedom you get from forgiveness. You just, you just, in fact, to cap off all that reconciliation, Mm -hmm. and this is how God works. Yeah. This is a miracle Mm -hmm. is you not too long ago took a trip with your dad somewhere. Yeah. Talk about that for just a second.
1: So we uh, went for, I think, 12 days to Israel together. And got to really see the the Bible come to life. Mm. But, and I, I don't think I said this the last time when I was on the podcast, in those 12 days, we shared a room together. Oh God. And so we had some moments of just reconnecting. But also every night we would sit at a table together mm. and we would just talk for hours. Look and I that. got to see some things, some uh, still deep rooted things in my dad that I said, you need to get that out of you. You know, so now we're at a place in our relationship because again, we reconciled when I was about seventeen. I'm forty now. So I've been able to have this part with him where I'm like, You can't think like that. And you can't and, and to understand that he is he has been carrying a wound and unforgiveness even in his life that he had unforgiveness towards his father that he needed. And I said, and I had to speak that into him. Forgiveness is for, is for you. It's more than for the person who hurts you. And so one thing that I, I had to be empowered by, I got to empower my dad
0: with. Look at that. So, so I read this a day or two ago about, um, about it, we, we, we raise our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the trauma and hurt that we experienced Mm -hmm. if we don't address. Correct. And then our kids become like the one who wounded and hurt us most. Yes. Yeah. It's so true. Well, it's tragic is what it is. Yeah, And I think you just pointed to a situation Mm -hmm. where God himself actually intervened over a period of years. He knew yeah. this, but over uh, on, on our chronological calendar for this discussion, some 23 years yes. passed. Correct. And then all of this transpired and happened.
1: Yeah. And to what the a point, miracle. uh, my aunt was next to me and as we left, she goes, wow, that was amazing that you said that to him. I said, yeah. Cause I mean, 23 years ago, I would have never said that to him. <gasps> have been too afraid to, mm. but the freedom I got from forgiveness and the power that I got from reconciliation. But the reason I, I say there's a distinction between the two is there's going to be times that we forgive and we walk in freedom, but, but there is no room or space for reconciliation. Yep.
0: And that's okay. That's good. Mm. I read today, uh, or heard, um, a message yesterday, uh, about about fathers and mothers who hurt their kids. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's say Keith, Keith is that he, God created Keith's capacity to be a 10 gallon capacity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I have similarities with Keith's story. Uh, And, and I could relate to some of the things, a lot of what he said, but but for for us, we have a ten gallon capacity that God's given us mm-hmm. to be loved, to, to need love, to expect and anticipate love. But our 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 moms only had the capacity and the capability of giving a pint worth of love. Mm-hmm. So there's there's all of this stuff that happens with that 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 expectation. Of needing and wanting and having and searching, but yet it never happens. And then all this trauma is created and and explodes all over us in the next generation. So when was the last time you talked to your dad, Dallas? Father's Day. Father's Day.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he, he, it's funny because my birthday's in May. He he forgot to call me on my birthday. And the reason he forgot to call me is because he forgot what month it was. (laughs) My dad's uh, 74. And so he went to his wife and said, "Hey Judy, DJ's birthday is coming up. That my family calls me DJ. Um just remind me the day before the 15th so I can call him." And she says,
0: "It's June." And he goes, "Oh. <laughs> Jermaine, Jermaine, Nunn, we call him the the sheriff of love here at Life Church. Actually, he's he's better known. He's better known as to all the little kids in, in kids' kids church. He is better known as the hero. Yeah. I will never forget the, the day that little kid came up, tugged on your legs. Hey, yeah. hey you're the superhero. <laughs> yeah. Jermaine, what would you say to guys with your story, similar or same or like? What's the one thing you would say to those guys?
3: Hmm. You know, just sitting here listening in and, um, Hearing everyone um, speak, you know, from the heart and and, and truth. I mean, one of the easiest, several easiest things to do in the world is to complain, blame, quit and settle. (laughs) It's the easiest thing to do in the world, you know, and um, one thing's for sure, two things for certain distract people, distract people, Mm -hmm. really does, you know, and, um, you know, I wrote some things down, you know, and um, what I would like to say to the guys through my experience, right, is, you know, we have to choose people who are good for our mental health. Mm -hmm. Also, we have to choose people who fit, not just for our present, but for our future. Also, choose people who continually push you to grow. And the last one is choose people who respect your boundaries. Come on. You know, and like, I grew up fatherless. Um, on a podcast, my younger brother, his father was was the closest thing that I had as a father figure. But after he passed, everything went downhill. You know, um, I'm a firm believer um, that God give us the Holy Spirit, but also he answer us he he speaks to us and God doesn't answer us through people, yep. like for instance Pastor Keith, I learned all this what I'm about to say from each and every last one of you guys, but I'm gonna just pick each one um from each one of you guys, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like from like when I first met Pastor Keith like he brought the vulnerability out mm-hmm. I learned that from him. Pastor Dallas helped me face my fears. Mm. He pushed me. Mm. And Barry is teaching me how to be disciplined, not how to wear my heart on my sleeve.
0: Mm. Not allow people
3: to run over you.
0: That's good. Glad
2: to hear that. That's good. Yeah.
3: So, you know, even though I didn't have a father, God do send people. He sent you men in my life Mm -hmm. with father qualities. That's good, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's good.
0: Let's fast forward. Yes, just say because you hit on something that I was going to go to in a, in a minute or two. We'll just pump. We'll 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 um, throw away the agenda and just jump to it. Yes, you you know for for a guy who how many years ago we were sitting at our <sighs> men's gathering thing and this dude wouldn't say a word. Oh yeah, he was would talk me? like this. He was just two years ago. He was just, yeah. Hey, he you would say, hey Jermaine, you got anything to say about? <laughs> well, uh, 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 no, I'm, I'm just. I'm, 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 just say, I'm just here to listen. I'm just here to listen. I'm just here to listen.
2: And then you say, "What'd you do? What?" Just here to listen. I'm just. Did you just say, "I'm just here to listen"? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know it's loud in here, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, so over a period of two years, yes. And you're about, you've been through Journey a couple of times and you're about to go through again. You, I wished I could be a fly on the wall. You know, people say, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. You know how long flies live? (laughs) 24 hours.
3: Yeah. They don't oh, I don't bad. want to be a fly on the wall. No, are you oh, sure? Yeah. I don't want to be a fly. That's What
2: Google says. <laughs> I, mean, I mean I don't want to say I don't know. I thought, I thought it was like seventy two, I, I, mean, I would uh,
0: you know Google says not a, what Google says is real. It's not vastly <laughs> wow. longer than twenty four, but yeah. It's not. But you you um, are gonna be in a journey intensive with with yes. several guys yes. who you couldn't probably pick a better list of guys yes. to be in there with. Yes. Yeah. Pastor Becky's going to wear y'all out. She's going to wear you. Yeah. It's going to be good. I just finished up. I just finished an intensive too. Okay. Well, yeah. She made me cry. Oh. Crying is good. I don't it's,
3: know. It's a cleansing. hmm
0: Jesus know. wept. So yeah, Jesus <laughs> there we you go. go. Blah, blah, blah. We <laughs> go Jesus again. <laughs> so so I want to go around the circle. I want to start with, with uh PK and I want I want you to I want you to talk, all of you, and this this we're we're gonna do a long wrap up here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to wrap this in just a couple minutes. Well, more than a couple. But anyway, let's talk about the importance because I think you all have touched on it in in a significant way without using the terminology. And, and Paul talks about, in Corinthians, he writes, you have 10,000 teachers, but not many fathers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how important... And then we'll quantify and qualify. But how important is it to have a man of God in your life who knows and walks with God closely, but has taken the role of that spiritual father in your life? Maybe you don't call him spiritual father, but he is an influential person and he influences by the word of God and by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. important is that for for us guys who are on this journey to become great dads, I I don't know
2: because uh, if you have it, I would say it's really important. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, um, I don't think you're I, I don't think you're necessarily doing something wrong, mm-hmm. but you know I also don't think that it's impossible to do it. You know mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I think that it's really really good if you have it, but a, not a necessity to do mm-hmm. to to to, to mm-hmm. compete. Mm. Um, I, I wish, I wish, I wish that person on everyone, some people search them out mm-hmm. and some people they fall in their lap while others I, never, they never show. And I, I think that all three of the scenarios, um, I think that there's, there's bound, there's like l- more difficulty with each one, but I don't think that walking in Christ, I don't think that it's impossible if you don't have a spiritual mentor. I would wish that upon you. I would. And it might not be one person. Yeah. It might be, it might be 20 people. It might be It might. And, and I have, I I'm, I I'm in a stretch of that in my life where, where I don't have a singular one, but I have 20 and yeah. each yes. one of them there have, have something really, really good to offer. Yes. Yeah. But I, but, I, but if you would say, do you have a spiritual mentor? I wouldn't say that. I don't, I don't have one specific one. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I when in, in times of, uh, if I have questions with marriage, if I have questions with finances, if I have questions with uh, with parenting and discipline, if I have questions in understanding the word, if I have questions in 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 health, like uh, physical health. I don't go to one singular person for any of those things. Mm-hmm. I go to I go to dozens of people yes, that excel in each of those. So, as you say, you, the, is there the one like how you kind of like word it? I think that that'd be great if I had it. Mm-hmm. But I
0: don't mm-hmm. think it's necessary that I just have one. Well, let's let's kick the can down the road here and and ask this question. How many guys how many guys right now do you not in a group but how many guys do you one on one face to face nose to nose on a regular basis being once a week to once every quarter once a month how many guys do you influence mm. as that spiritual voice in your life sure. a- in their lives you're you're one of those spiritual voices probably realistically two dozen yeah you know yeah i would say i would have said more but yeah and and, and but that yeah.
2: number that number fluctuates Uh, there are, there've been seasons in my, uh, in my, in my walk with Christ that, uh, I feel like I have, I had none. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are seasons where I come, I come backwards where God says, well, when you, 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 you'll be the teacher, uh, um, once you've, once you've learned the lesson Mm -hmm. and then you'll replicate it over and Mm -hmm. over, you know, the student teacher, uh, symbionts. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are seasons in, in the last 21 years where I had, uh, I, I had I felt no one that I was uh, that I was speaking into, and then there are times where the floodgates open. Mm. You know, mm. that's really good. What?
1: No, no. I was just going to touch on that because I I agree. I guess I was going to answer your question. I was just jumping in, if that's okay. No, yeah, because um, I agree. I think I think if you can put yourself in a position where you don't just have one spiritual father speaking to you but but if you could get if you say hey this person's good at th-. like i used to just go hey this person's good at blank mm-hmm. i want to i want to know about this this good this person's good at parenting this good person's great at marriage this person's great at finances this per- person's great and and so realizing that i could have like seven people that i'm i am pursuing because i want that because i think the biggest thing about fatherhood that is Essential and maybe has been missed through years, but the I think the biggest role that fathers should be doing in people's lives is creating this balance of emotional and spiritual. You know, one of my favorite books is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it's balancing those two. And I think fathers uh, can do that really well because I think we should be um, have a strong spiritual foundation, but we should also have a strong emotional foundation. Uh, foundation and they should be balancing, and I think fathers can do that. So if you see a healthy uh, relationship uh, emotionally and spiritually in a marriage, pursue that. If you if you see or if you're needing help with that, ask for that because you want to put yourself in a position to like I want a healthy life. I don't want to just have an emotionally healthy life. I want to have a spiritual healthy life. I want to be uh, whole and grounded. And I think having those spiritual fathers in your life will help you with that. And just also being in a position to be teachable and available going like, hey, man, I I want to be challenged by you. I I want you to speak into my life. And I want to be able to be bold enough to speak in others' lives. And they would be positioned to be teach them up to hear that because that's, I think that's the biggest thing we needed and and that we experience and father and a healthy fatherhood is that balance and that Mm -hmm. foundation that can Mm -hmm. help us grow and, in all areas of life.
0: That's good. So one of the things, one of the things that we have to balance the spiritual father with is, is the, the part of, of blessing, Mm Mm-hmm that only a father can do. Yep. Uh, Paul talks about that. And also the influential voice, uh, before anything started, father and son existed. That's where everything, that's the rhythm, the, 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 the original design. That's, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think, I think, and, and I've asked, interestingly enough, I've, I've asked three men, over a period of 20 years, would you be my spiritual father? Mm-hmm. One said, no, I have sons already. The other said, at the time I was I was, I was, I was dying with kidney failure. Mm-hmm. He said, no, wait till you get better. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one just, you know, a blank stare. These were all wise men, great yeah. men. Like, uh, if you could have had this voice in your life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: w- what an amazing, amazing thing. So, I got to the point where I just said, "You know what? I'm just going to make God my father." But when an orphan says, "I will make God my father," to be a good father, you first have to be a good son. And yeah. if you are not a son to somebody, mm-hmm. you'll never know what being a father is like. That's true. So we're all in that. We're all in that same. But haven't heard Jermaine yet. But to, mm-hmm. to 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 blow blow a little wind into this thing. I think Keith said it best. I think uh, I want that. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I haven't had it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Jermaine, spiritual fathers, talk to us about that. It's important.
3: It's it's, it's very important. I mean, you know, as sisters and brothers in Christ, you know, um, it's to be Christ-like, right? So, just Think about Jesus and His ministry mm-hmm. on Earth. He was being Father. Yeah, it's really good. He always <laughs> went away to pray. That's that's it, right? Yep. So true. I mean, the two fish, the five loaves, the mm-hmm. miracles. He 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 was Father and God was mm-hmm. fa- he, like mm-hmm. he was Father. Mm-hmm. It's good. He, he became the Father of the disciples. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's good. He was good. all he was just telling them was. Just the great things about the kingdom of heaven. Like he was just talking about it, but he fathered him. He most him most out.
0: people would say Jermaine is a simple man. <laughs> if you sit with him for a few minutes, especially with cinnamon buns and fried chicken, <laughs> you will find out real fast he's yeah. not a simple man. <laughs> he has got deep waters running. Mm-hmm. So so if if let's let's talk to for a minute. Uh, Paul told Timothy to mm-hmm. instruct the old men, mm-hmm. instruct the the young men to live godly lives, but instruct mm-hmm. the old men to live lives worthy mm-hmm. of their calling, to live lives worthy of their position as old men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're all different ages here. Mm-hmm. So, what what is the encouragement that we would speak to guys? Mm-hmm. Keith, you're what? I'm 41. 41. Dallas is 40. Mm-hmm. Jermaine's 44. Yes. And I'm none your business. <laughs> so. Not 40.
2: Not 40. <laughs> not 40. I was trying
0: to, I was trying to, I was teaching Heather Southern last night. And I, we, we were, we went to dinner and I said, do you know how to speak Southern? She's learning actually. She's getting yeah. okay at, you know, Canadians can't speak Southern. She's Canadian. Yeah. But I said, I taught her, I, I taught her a couple of, of Southern World words and she she mimicked it back and I thought, all right, maybe it's all maybe right. this'll work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hope okay. So when we when we talk about to our friends and brothers who are who who are on the pathway, on the journey mm. to be great fathers, mm. what's one encouragement that we could give them today? One encouragement to pursue fatherhood so that someday, not only can you be a father to your kids, mm-hmm. but you can be a spiritual father to other people. And I will say that, that at the age you all are now, if, if statistics prove true, you probably are key male influencers in the lives of the kids that your kids hang out with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's one encouragement you would give to guys on that pathway? to pursue being a good father so, so you can be a spiritual father, not only to your kids, but to kids around you?
1: I would say don't limit yourself. It's good, Dallas. Don't, don't think because of your background and your, your qualifications and your um, accolades that you are, uh, can't be a good father. Don't limit that. And, and don't allow things to go, no, I think you need to speak that. I want to be a great dad. You know, some people are like, you oh, know, I, I, I hope I can, no, I want to be a great dad. So I want to pursue being a great dad. And I think when you, when you don't limit yourself in that, what you're doing is you're then pursuing the right people, doing the right things, you know, being mindful of, of how you say and and how you do things. And I was telling my kids the other day, there's an opportunity for my, um, my nephew to come and and hang out with us for a week and for me to kind of be like a father for him. Mm. And I told my kids, there's going to be some things that are normal to us that I need to highlight because Mm. they're foreign to him. Mm. And so, so I need Mm. you guys to just know when I, when I, when, you know, when it comes to manners, when it comes to postures, it comes to things you're going to, it's going to not, it's going to be normal to you, but it's foreign to him. And so we're going to, we need to teach him some things, just etiquettes and things like that. And so, you know, so I'm, I'm confident in my fatherhood to the point where I told my sister, bring your boy to me. Let me teach him how, you know, let me teach him uh, fatherhood, you know, and teach him, uh, show him what a a good dad could be like, because I didn't allow myself to be limited on my background, on my insecurities, especially when it came to being a father. Mm
0: -hmm. You said, you said a whole mouthful there about, um, about sonship being foreign to a fatherless guy. That's a whole podcast. Keith, what about, what about you, uh, to guys encouragement that you would give to guys? I don't think you gotta be perfect right out of the gate. Yep. You know, I, Ooh, I, th- I, that's good. I think
2: Love that it. Love it. that you're going to learn as you go. And the, uh, benchmark I have on my, on my life as a, as a, as a father, as a Jesus person, as a business person, as a husband, as a friend, uh, it's just as as long as today I'm a little bit better than I was yesterday, then I'm on an upward trend, right? I I I I can ill afford to take steps backwards in in these avenues. So That's good. Keith. And some days it, I'm not talking like leaps and bounds, bigger, better today. But I'm you know if we're talking, you got eighty five ish years, a little bit better today than was yesterday, mm-hmm. and a little bit better today than was yet the day before that. And it's like pouring just a little bit of water in a glass in the beginning. And it just looks like dribble. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this glass, I can, no one's going to be able to drink this. But you do that over the course of days, weeks, months, years, that glass gets full. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you have the living waters running through you. There you
0: go. That's good. And Keith. So yeah, That's it's good. not, it's
2: not, it's not a sprint. There are times in your life where you will sprint, mm-hmm. uh, and it's also not a, a, a drag marathon where it's like, Oh my gosh, when's it ever going to end? It's you'll get your stride. Just a little bit better today than you were yesterday. Mm. Yeah. Just a little bit better today than you were yesterday. Mm. It's
0: good, okay. buddy. It's really good. Yeah. I, All right. Mm. Super G wrap, wrap us up on this. What, what would you say encouragement to dads to, to run for the prize to be a great dad? So you can not only be a great dad, but a spiritual father someday.
3: Um, for me, um, if um, I can say any type of encouragement because of um, the things I've been through, a fatherless dad and, and the list just goes on. Fellas or listeners out there, it takes real work to deconstruct and to reconstruct the thought process and the mindset for anybody who's trying to change something in their life. Come on. It It does. It it really does, it it really does, fellas or listeners. I'm sorry. What I mean by that, right? Give away what you want. Like you really need to give away what you want. What I mean is, you want love, you give love. Mm-hmm. You want peace, you have to give peace. You want to be understood, you got to seek to understand. Mm. So,
2: you know, I I I heard a. I heard a, 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 a statistic recently, it was, it was, the statistic was based on uh, giving your, your children your family business and the statistic, a financial advisor was talking to me about it and we were talking about my, my, uh, my, my cigar business and I was like, well, the, my dream and desire would be that one day my, my children would want it and they would run the company. And my other owners, they also feel that way. And he goes, yeah, that sounds really fine and dandy and in a you know t- t- TV show that sounds beautiful and it would work out. But statistically speaking, most children s- squander the fortune that was made by their, their fathers. And, and he said, and this was chilling, he goes, it's because they, they had no discipline in, in acquiring it. Mm-hmm. And because of the lack of discipline yeah. to build it and gang it, yeah. they don't know its value. Mm. You know, so as, as, as fathers and you're, as you're listening to fa- you, you're a father, you know, there, there's some discipline about obtaining good fatherhood. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, if it's handed to you, you'll squander it away, mm. you know? So there, we rejoice in the, the tests and the trials Yes, to be a good father. Yes. Because we're building the discipline. We're building True. the endurance to run that race. Mm. I love that, Jermaine. That's good.
0: That's yes. yes. good. So. Yeah. so Guys, this has been good. I think uh, just this has been good, like overwhelming good. Um, maybe in the future we can all get together again and talk about something fried chicken. Well, we're all in the same building a lot of the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and some of us hang out at, well, we all hang out at some of the same places. Yes, we do. So, yes. you know, we, we're going to have to do this again. So if you, if you are, if you are, a if you're a dad who grew up fatherless, don't let that fatherless thing be your end tag that names your destiny and legacy. Fatherlessness is a stepping stone, not a destination. It's not the end of the road, it's a doorway. It's a movement forward. You have to choose to move forward and through the door. So this podcast, this Teach Me to Father is about how to be a great dad. Acknowledging your history and where you came from. Accepting your history and where you came from. Forgiving those who need to be forgiven. And moving forward, being incredible, changing the course of history, not only in your life and your kids' lives, but in the generations to come. Because if Jesus does wait to return, there will be more generations that follow you. Hey, thanks for listening. You can reach us all at our email addresses. They'll be in the show notes. We love you. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. And know this. Real dads never quit. Come on. See ya.